and welcome to another episode of the Trinity Episcopal Pocatello podcast. Peace be with you. While this homily by Elise Barker is from last year's Good Friday service with both Trinity Pocatello and St. Paul's in Blackfoot, we hope you will find meaning in it on this Easter Sunday. Here is Standing Before the Cross. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good Friday asks us to confront the bloodiest, scariest, and darkest moment in our liturgical calendar and in the life of our beloved Jesus. Crucifixion is humiliating, painful, bloody, and makes its victims completely vulnerable. And the worst thing is that Jesus wasn't the only victim. It was such a common practice that the word excruciating has the Latin word for cross, crux, embedded in it. It is so strange and heartbreaking that this disturbing practice is the central image of Christianity. I struggle with what that means for me. When I think about the cross and the suffering of its victims, I wanna look away. But Jesus's death ensures that I can't look away. I wear a symbol of torture and death around my neck almost every day. I have 10 crosses in my kitchen. Matt and Lauren, I know about you too. And if you step into Trinity, you can't look anywhere in the building without having at least one cross in your line of sight. In fact, every single pew in Trinity has a cross on it. And while the cross refers to Christ's death, its meaning as a symbol isn't static or easy to contain. That's what good symbols do. They radiate meaning. Symbols mean different things to different people and in very different contexts. Every cross you come across represents artistic choices involving intentional messages about how to understand Christ's Christ's life, crucifixion, death, and resurrection. Take, for instance, Trinity's Easter cross and the stained glass behind the altar. Trinity's stained glass represents Christ's resurrection through the motif of the Easter lilies, emphasizing the outcome of his death on the cross, resurrection, rather than his death itself. The brass cross altar at St. Paul's has an inscription of the letters IHS, a Greek contraction of Jesus's name. And that inscription stands in the place of Christ's body. The buds on the four corners mean that it is a baptismal cross, symbolizing the budding of new life through Christ and baptism. 
Then, of course, is the crucifix. I grew up with this crucifix hanging in my parents' house. We got it from my dad's mom, Mimi. Crucifixes place the body of Christ front and center and may include blood and expressions of agony, emphasizing the pain he, he suffered. These crosses are often used to make sense of the concept of substitutionary atonement or the idea that Jesus had to die brutally and horrifically to appease God because according to this interpretation, God needs a sacrifice in exchange for forgiving our sins. Mimi's crucifix opens up to reveal a place to store candles and holy water and would have been used as a sick call set to anoint someone homebound by illness. This brings another element of meaning to the crucifix. Imagine being sick and dying and seeing the image of Christ on the cross. Perhaps in times of pain, it helps to think of our God as someone who suffers with and for us. If we had been able to gather in person for this service, tonight we would be bringing out a large, simple wooden cross. It would be stripped of everything, pointing to its real life use as a device of torture. With my active imagination, the effect of standing in front of a human-sized wooden cross is quite moving and a bit upsetting, maybe even more so than the stylized depictions of Christ's body on crucifixes. It's all too easy to fill in that missing body. There is such a huge variety of crosses that it would be impossible to name them all. But I'd like to share a cross with you that deeply shaped my understanding of Christ's crucifixion, namely the Christus Rex from my childhood church, St. David's. The Christus Rex style of cross differs from a crucifix in the way Jesus is portrayed. Christus Rex means Christ the King and represents Christ's victory over death. St. David's Christus Rex was made of bronze by an artist named Lester Raymer. It was enormous, 18, 20 feet tall. Jesus's body was long and lean, as was his stern and austere face. He wore kingly robes with ornately decorated stoles, patterned with mosaics and turquoise, coral and lapis. He wore a tall crown, with many severe spires and the cross he hovered in front of was heavily ornamented with colorful mosaics. His hands, these massive bronze realistic limbs emerged lifelike from graceful priestly robes. They were lined with wrinkles. They were bony, they were powerful. They were heartbreakingly human. I learned so much from studying that cross. It scared me, but I couldn't look away. It taught me about all the conflicts inherent in Jesus's role. He is a mighty king, but our king is human. He's utterly vulnerable. Our king loses. Our king conquers death, but first he must be put to death. 
Our king may reign in priestly robes in heaven, but first his body had to be broken and abused. Our king doesn't rally armies, he heals masses. Our king is a rebel. Ours is a king who defies norms about power. In his blog, Richard Rohr explains that the power in the cross is that it doesn't represent a singular event. He says that the cross is a statement from God that reality has a cruciform pattern. So what in the world does that mean? Well, look at the shape of the cross. It's a crossroads, two roads colliding into one another, disrupting one another, but finally becoming one thing. The cross is an image showing Jesus's role as nexus between empire and religion, humanity and divinity, life and death, death and resurrection. Rohr explains, the cross was the price Jesus paid for living in a mixed world, which is both human and divine, simultaneously broken and utterly whole. In the Christus Rex, the cross is still with Christ as he reigns in heaven. And the cross is still with us on earth. What does the cross mean for us today, this moment, next week? Tonight, I stand before the cross and resist the urge to look away. What I see surprises me. I see Jesus standing at the crossroads between heaven and earth with his arms open wide, welcoming me in an embrace. In the cross, Jesus stands in a gesture of embrace, of love and tender care. But it is also a gesture that beckons, welcomes and invites entry. Jesus uses the cross to pull us to him. It is an invitation to stand at the crossroads with him. What does it mean to live, to strive to live at the nexus between humanity and divinity? For me, and I hope for you, it means striving to live a Christ-centered life, striving to follow Jesus's model of love, healing, sacrifice, and forgiveness. It means not backing away from the pain that surrounds me, but reaching out in understanding and compassion. It means opening up my own arms in a gesture of embrace, of beckoning, and of welcome to pull people in and towards the cross with me. Let us end in a prayer from the Collect for Fridays. Almighty God, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We are grateful you've listened today, and we hope you found something helpful in today's episode. 
Our mission is to weave God's unfinished tapestry, and by listening, you are a part of that mission. So thank you. If you would like to know more about our parish or the Episcopal Church, you can find us online at www.trinitypocatello.org. Thanks be to God. Thank you.